0: Hello my siblings in Christ, I'm so grateful that you guys could tune in to the next episode of Prepare with Ari. In this episode I wanted to talk about how or what it means to be a true Jesus follower. Um, This is something that we all have to work on every single day in order to maintain that intimate relationship with Jesus and just to um, you know keep fighting against the dark principalities of the world in order to make sure that his his name and is being brought down on heaven as it is in earth you know what I'm trying to say as it is in heaven brought down on earth as it is in heaven so um, yeah this week I just wanted to focus in on what it means to be a Jesus follower and kind of give you some insight on what the Bible says about that also I just um I know that this podcast I did want to do um, testimonies of what other people have experienced in building a relationship with Jesus so If you are somebody who knows Jesus the way that you should and you want to um, share that testimony, please reach out to me because I still would love to interview you and have episodes in regards to people's testimonies, in regards to knowing Jesus. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and invite the Holy Spirit into this conversation and then jump right into the word. So Father God, we thank you for allowing us to come together to bring glory to your name. We thank you, Father God, that we're able to talk about your Son, Jesus Christ, as there is a holy trinity, the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we ask that you would allow the Holy Spirit to ignite this conversation in the way that you would need to ignite it so that it would pierce the hearts and the ears of every single person listening into this podcast, and that it would be of you, that it would be exactly what you envisioned it to be. That this will lead people closer to you and not away from you, Father God. That they will feel your sincere, genuine, pure, holy love in this podcast, Father God, and understand that your grace is extended to every single person who listens, that you do not count anyone out, that the enemy allows us to feel counted out in the sense that he torments us with his lies and deception. And so, Father God, I'm asking that that be removed the voice of the enemy be in the back of their minds and that your voice will move forward so that they can hear you clearly and that they would come to you and that they would decide to give their life to you if they haven't already and just understanding that it's the best decision that they can make and that it would be for a life of abundance that they do not even know that they desire yet. So I just ask that you would be with every single child of yours that is listening to this podcast and let them know that you are love, you are the truth, you are the way, you are the light, and that you would not do anything to harm your children, Father God, but that you would do it so that they would build character and become more like you, Father God. We will never be perfect, Father God. So I just ask that you would also let your children on the other side of this podcast understand that you are not asking for them to be perfect, you are just asking for them to build an intimate relationship with you father god so i ask that every single person on this podcast that is listening to this podcast would seek to have a better relationship with you father god and that they would go against what the enemy says and believe what you say about them and believe who you said that they are because you know every single hair on our head you knew us before and our mothers would be father god so we just ask that you would just be with us during this conversation and that the way of being a true Jesus follower would be revealed in this podcast today, and any lie of the enemy will be shut out. In Jesus' name I pray. So the first place that we're going to be in is John chapter 4 verses 10 through 15, and it says, you are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things. Very well, I tell you. We speak of what we know, and we testify for what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except for the one who has come from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. So basically... What this scripture is saying, and this scripture I actually did not find in the midst of deciphering what it meant or what I understood to be a Jesus follower and having the Holy Spirit lead and guide me to the simple things that I could just teach to his children about being a Jesus follower. But what this led me to understand and what this confirmed was that a Jesus follower is someone who acknowledges that Jesus is king willfully, someone who accepts them into their life as his lord and savior if you've been following me for a long time you know that this was not an easy journey for me because i did not grow up believing in jesus christ i just did not understand who he was i didn't understand how he could exist i didn't understand um just the concept of him was just so unknown to me because i guess i was one of those people that If you don't see it, how could you believe it? It's just written in this book, but how could you believe it? But when I say that the spirit of God, the love, his love is just so deep because if he knows you and you are his child, he will come and rescue you and bring you back to him because it has to be done. And yes, it does come with like some of the hardships that we go through in life. Like um, what I was going through, just that bad break in my relationship and the enemy was attacking me and taking everything from me. But Jesus loved me so much that he just had to let me know that all he wanted was a relationship. And that simple act of love, just letting me know all I ever wanted was a relationship with you was enough to pull me into him. And start that process of believing and starting that process of me claiming him as my Lord and Savior. And start that process of me... Um, just choosing to walk with him and going to church and listening to the sermons and and deciding to get baptized, like all of those things, played a role in the simple fact that he just wanted a relationship, and that's all he wants with all of his children. But this verse is so important because it talks about how people would hear testimonies and still they would not believe. People will hear us um, speak of worldly things. Like when I say worldly things, I'm talking about like how Jesus blesses people with a life of abundance how he can make a way out of no way because he is the god of the impossible he can do whatever he wants he's a sovereign god and just people hearing those testimonies and still they choose to turn turn their nose up in the air they still choose to turn away from him or not make that effort to believe in him and they wonder why they're still very unhappy or why they're not living a life of fulfillment in not understanding that God has called them to greater and not stepping out on faith. Because to love Jesus is also to have faith. Because to have faith is to know Jesus. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But yes, yeah, so basically, a believer is someone who acknowledges that Jesus is king. Another thing is, is a Jesus follower is someone who shares testimony who... Uh, talks about the miracles and faithfulness of God it literally talks about in this chapter of John how God has allowed he doesn't care about um, human testimonies but he has so allowed it to bring his children back to him to where People will share their testimonies because in order to be a believer, God does not want you to believe in him just to get in heaven. He doesn't want you to have a religious spirit or be a Pharisee. He wants you to believe in him genuinely because you want. he wants to bring you back home. But because we are in the flesh and we're sent down here, it is like one of the biggest tests. Like our whole life is a test. So when we're sent down here... And we're in the flesh and we have choices and we have free will. God doesn't want to, The heaven is the purest, most holiest place so not everyone can go into heaven because of the way that their hearts are postures and the desires of their hearts and, and the way that they might desire things of the world not the, the things of the kingdom. Um, like one of the things that I had to learn walking with Jesus is just how to break up with the desires of my heart that did not bring glory to him. And one of the most beautiful revelations that I had just recently was that um, to be a true Jesus follower is also to be happy about the lives that are being affected around you when you see Jesus is moving and just seeing like being in a community in a place like when I was at church like being in a community in a place where everyone is being filled by the Spirit and being happy seeing that because that is the work of the kingdom and that is what god wants so yes being a true jesus follower is someone who acknowledges that jesus is king that acknowledges him in order to receive the holy spirit so that you have the holy trinity but also someone who shares testimony that shares um the gospel because we all have that right we all are here to share the gospel but we're also all here to share testimony to bring people back to god and just to express how God loves us in order to bring people to him and just to spread his word and in, in the, in the, be obedient to the things that he tells us to do. And so those are some of the ways that that chapter, John 4, verses 10 through 15, has spoken in my spirit in regards to what it means to be a true two verses thirteen to twenty-three, it says when it was almost time for Jewish Passover, Jesus went out to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned the tables. To those who sold doves, he said, "Get these out of here! Stop turning my father's house into a market." His disciples remembered that it was written, "Zeal for your house will consume me." The Jews then responded to him, "What sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this?" Jesus and answered him destroy this temple and i will raise it again in three days they replied it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you are going to raise it in three days but the temple he had spoken of was his body after he was raised from the dead his disciples recalled what he had said then they remembered that the scripture and the words that jesus had spoken now while he was in jerusalem at the passover festival many people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name but jesus would not entrust himself to them for he knew all people he did not need any testimony about mankind for he knew what was in each person so this just goes into the point where i said that god does not care about testimony because he already knows every single God, every single desire of our hearts, God does not care about human testimony because he is God. He already knows everyone's desire. So it doesn't make sense for him to care about human testimony, but he uses it to bring people back to him because we in the flesh are limited to our understanding of what jesus is doing and what god is doing Like he reveals bits and pieces to his children but not the whole story but then there's also people that don't believe in him so he uses testimony to bring people back to him but he could care less for human testimony because he is god and he knows the position in the posture of every single person's heart so that is already known and he knows exactly where every single person is going on their last day already but it is just while we're here our journey and our job is just to continuously seek him continually allow him to change the process of our heart, to break up with the desires of our heart and to allow him to move in our lives and just to give us um the life that we deserve that you know when i say we deserve not in the sense that there was anything that we did but we deserve because he loves us and because he loves us we so deserve it but just the life that is going to bring glory to the kingdom, which we all deserve to have a kingdom life because we're all his children. But um, the big point and what I want to talk about in being a Jesus follower is it is never for personal gain. So even when you think about just bringing glory to the kingdom and how it is to save lives and how it is to see Jesus move in the lives around you to the people that you're connected to. And because those people are connected to people, that those people will be saved as well. So it's about saving the lives of God's children and bringing them back home because he wants to live in heaven with all of his children but some people they take um god's name they twist it and then they use it for personal gain and that is not a true jesus follower anyone that is doing anything for personal gain or expecting um for anything to come out of it that would not bring glory to the kingdom or if they don't plan on bringing glory to the kingdom then that is how their heart is posturing that it's not a true jesus follower and i have told you guys like to pray over every single spirit anyone that you encounter and just um Pray for people, too. If you know that someone wants to step into ministry or someone who wants to um, do the work of the kingdom, but it might look as though that their heart is not fully there yet, pray for those people. Because you don't know what how powerful your praise are and how that can get people to really turn to God and how that can get people to really experience the love of Jesus and how God wants to use every single one of us to bring glory to his kingdom because every single one of us has gifts so my main point is that Jesus follower is not someone who whose heart is posture to do things for personal gain every single day as being in the flesh and carrying your cross you're going to decide to kill the flesh and carry your cross because you want to bring glory to god and because you love jesus and you felt his presence his peace and you know his love is real and you know that he is who he says he is even if you fall short because we all fall short you still seek for his glory to be brought for glory to be brought back to him but his glory to be shown in the earth and shown through other people and just for people to be saved and um so someone who does not desire those things pray for them and if you are someone who You're looking at yourself right now and you're probably thinking, like, am I someone who is bringing glory to God's kingdom? Take it to God and ask him to reveal your heart posture and then ask him to change it. Because God wants us to come to him with every single thing, every single burden, every single worry. And he he does not have a problem revealing to you that um, the the part of your heart that he wants to change so that is my second choice my second point is that someone who follows jesus is not doing it for personal gain a true jesus follower is doing it to bring glory into the kingdom so i have two more verses to read in john and then the last part we're going to go to Verses in Matthew, but the first verse that I want to read in John is John chapter 4, verse 21 through 24. And it says, Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Your Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is for the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has come now when a true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worship as the Father seek God is spirit, and his worshipers worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. And then the next place that we're gonna read is John chapter 4, verse 48. And that verse reads: Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told them, you will never believe. So What I wanted to talk about for this in regards to being a Jesus follower is in order to be a Jesus follower, you have to want to know him, want to receive him in your life and want to have the Holy Spirit because in order to be a true Jesus follower, you have to have Jesus Christ because he gives us with the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit is within us, which means God is within us in order for God to be within us we have to we have to have the holy spirit so in order to be a true jesus follower you have to want to follow jesus you have to want to accept him you have to seek to accept him and I'm speaking from a ten- I'm speaking from a standpoint of someone who is on their walk this is the girls preparation podcast but anybody who is preparing to walk with Christ and who is looking to know Christ you have to be willing to accept him in order to receive the Holy Spirit because you have to speak from the Spirit and to speak from the Spirit is to speak from truth and this is just like a perfect example I can think of but in regards to who my kingdom spouse is I have like I've been praying, 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 and waiting on God because the enemy gives people the spirit of confusion. And that is something that you have to pay off of. you. And in um, having the spirit of confusion, God is not confusion and he is the spirit of truth. So when he speaks to me and when he reveals to me and when he allows me to know for sure it will be from the spirit it will be from truth so anything outside of that is not what i believe in it will be from the spirit it will be from truth and that is what um i'm waiting on but that can be applied to any situation in your life whether you should take that job whether you should um, go talk to that person whether you should spend that money whether you should quit the job whether anything that you feel has been placed on your spirit to do God reveals to you if he has said it Because he's not a liar He is the truth And we, he speaks from the spirit And also when it comes to teaching And when it comes to sharing the gospel And when it comes to sharing testimony He wants us to speak from the spirit In order to speak from the spirit You have to have Jesus You have to accept him Because He is the son of God And so to be a j- true Jesus follower Means that you accept him In the spirit And that you um, Receive the Holy Spirit So that when you are um, Speaking and worshipping That you're worshipping from the spirit And that you're praying You're praying from the spirit And that it's just coming from a place that's within From pure holy love So that you would be able to Bring glory to him Even in worship Um, The reason why I wanted to read John chapter 4, 48 Is because sometimes Some people They need to see miracles every single day. They need to see signs and wonders all the time. And they will never believe because their heart is strictly postured on receiving. And God does give us abundance, abundance, abundance. He does add on to us. But some people feel like the only way that they can believe in him is if they see something happen in their life. That is not how God works. He wants you to build a relationship with Him first, in order to, so that He can add on to you. But if you do not accept His Son Jesus, and you just need to see signs and wonders, you know what? It's like, what? Um, how could He, ex- how could He give you such a large responsibility in the things that you desire? And then, like, when they go short, or you fall short and temporary, you automatically would want to throw it on Him. And what I mean by that is someone who doesn't believe in Jesus, but you would believe in him if he gave you a million dollars. And it's like, well, how is your heart posture in order to receive that million dollars? Are you a good steward over your money? And not even just a good steward of your money, are you a selfish person? like, what glory would, would you bring to the king in order for God to bring that to you? But some people only need signs and wonders and they don't and they still would never believe because every single time that they would miss out on um, just opportunities every single time that if God was to give them something which he wouldn't but if God was to give them something um, and then it just would run short and they would run out of it that they would blame him and they would not believe and it just creates so much conflict so Some people will not believe because they want to see things with their physical eyes. In this next part, in Matthew, it talks about how um, to believe in Jesus is to have faith because Jesus is God. And to have faith in God, you have to have faith in Jesus. And so those people, and faith is the substance of things hoped for but the things not seen. So those people that are expecting to see things in the physical that can be like tangible for earthly reasons, those people will never believe because they their heart is posture to where it's about receiving, 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 and just getting, 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 and I should have this because... If he is real I should have this But that is not how he works Because he wants to have a loving relationship with you And if you're so against having a relationship with him How can he bless you But anyway we're going to get into The next part Of um, this This uh, podcast Y'all I'm sorry We're going to get into the next part of this podcast Because um, I wanted to talk about How it is so important To not have a Pharisee spirit And I think that this section really does lead off well to talking about not having a Pharisee spirit because and I did say we were done with John but I do have one more verse in John to read so we're going to go ahead and get into that and talk about what it means to be a religious spirit and why that is like it's important not to have one. So the last place that we're going to be in John is in John chapter 5 verses 36 through 44 and it reads I have testimony greater than that of John for the works that the father has given me to finish the very works that I am doing testify that the father has sent me and the father who sent me has himself testified concerning me you have never heard his voice nor seen his form nor does his word dwell in you for you do not believe the one he sent you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you will have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you, I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I I have come in the Father's name, and you do not accept me, but if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? So, when I was reading this and I was thinking about what it means to be a Jesus follower, it just dawned on me that I should talk about religious spirits and Pharisees and why God, you know, being a Jesus follower is not being a religious spirit and being a Pharisee. It is because even if you, you, you know, as a Jesus follower, you have to speak the truth. You have to speak the word when you're talking about God, if you're coming from a place of Um, speaking from the spirit it will be from God but Pharisees and religious people they condemn people and they basically look down on their brothers and sisters and they have this pride and this righteousness about them where they feel like they're better than everyone and to be a true Jesus follower that is not of God and also these people know the Bible they know the Bible very well but they think because they know the Bible and they know the word and they think that they're living by it in by its commands that they look down on people around them, but that is not a place of love because the Holy Spirit is the only one that can convict us and never condemns us. A condemning spirit is of the enemy that is of Satan, that is not of God, that is not a loving spirit, that is not a peaceful spirit, that is not a spirit that is of God. So it's important if you're choosing to be a true Jesus follower that you do not have a religious spirit, that you're not, um, and this can easily happen for anyone who is starting their walk in Christ because you become so passionate about um, doing things the right way and you are, you can be fearful of. Not getting into heaven, but that is not how you build a relationship with God. Like to have an intimate relationship with the Father and the Son, and to accept the Holy Spirit, you have to be—you have to be loving. You have to spread love. You have to meet people where they are. They're going to be. God uses anybody. He can use anybody to bring glory to the kingdom. It doesn't matter their background their orientation or any of that but at the same time he is not the spirit of confusion because the Bible says and I'm particularly speaking to um, just the LGBTQ community like I know like a lot of religious spirits are just they look down on that as if that sin outweighs any other sin but God can use anybody and it is not our job to be judging of anyone skin color the nationality where they come from any of that that is not our job to be condemning it's not our job to convict those people we are to spread love because we are under the father we are not um jesus we're not perfect like him we cannot we we will never be perfect like him so having a religious spirit and just being judgmental upon different groups is not okay we can spread the gospel truth and we can't spread what the Bible says but it has to be from a place of love it has to be because we want that person to come to God not because oh I'm right and you're wrong that is not how God sees it because we all fall short we all have our battles and we all even when you get baptized and when you decide to walk with Jesus and when you um, truly give your life to him and you're saying like I'm starting afresh and this is what I want to do for you father like when you do that you're still gonna fall short and still gonna make mistakes and that is you know I don't want anyone to think if you choose to get baptized that when you're doing that that means that you're exempt from making mistakes no you're still in the flesh you're gonna make mistakes but it just is so symbolic and and Jesus definitely takes that that new life you will never go back to the old life and I'm speaking from experience you will never go back to the old life because you're so rooted In your belief with the Father But you don't condemn people You don't have a religious spirit In the sense that um, Because in order to know him You have to know what love feels like You have to know what peace feels like And you have to And to know that Is to know it for yourself Um, So what I mean by that Is to have self love And to just be Open and vulnerable with the Father About like the things that bother you So to have love And to know love Is to know peace And to know peace Is to know Jesus And so It's just no way for you to have a religious spirit and be a Pharisee, someone who just would never be able to know God fully because of their pride and because they think knowing the Bible is all they need to do. God wants us to spend time with him, but spending time with him does not just mean the Bible. It is the things that we do every single day to bring glory to the kingdom. It is did I like those things you get judged for every single thing you do. So when that lady told me that she didn't have no money did I um, just look down on her and I actually had $50 in my wallet like those types of things is what God looks at and then just knowing that he is love and being a helping hand and that's not the only way because I don't I know sometimes we go through things where that $50 is all we had in our wallet and we really were down bad too so we just couldn't help God looks at that as well so he is just such a loving guy and what he really wants you to do is spend time with him, just get to know him and be genuine in getting to know him. And even if you don't start off genuine, but you continuously seek him, that is killing your flesh and carrying your cross. And that is going to lead you to him. It's just about the heart posture. That's what God looks at. Like. In order for him to know you, he looks at the heart and he already knows who he knows. He knows every single body. He knows whose heart is postured to be with him. and He knows whose heart is postured for personal gain. So either way, like um, just know that being a true Jesus follower is not being someone who has a religious spirit who looks down on his brothers and sisters because we cannot put ourselves on a pedestal but just that it is someone who is open and loving to every single person on this planet and spreading the love and spreading the gospel and getting people to get saved and getting people to want to start that journey getting people to want to start that's literally it right there getting people to want to start that journey in that process so the last place that we're going to be in is in the book of matthew the first place that we're going to be in is matthew chapter 3 verses 13 through 17 and it says then jesus came from galilee to the jordan to be baptized by john but john tried to deter him saying i need to be baptized by you and do you come to me jesus replied let it be so now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness then john consented as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, for my love. With him I am well pleased. So this is just, you know, a very, very beautiful, powerful moment in Scripture. Um, this is when Jesus, you know, it was time for him to do what he was called to do, but just the simple fact that, as soon as he was baptized, like his eyes was open in regards to who call, God called him to be. And he, was, he realized that he was God. He was the son of God. He was the seed of God. He was God. And this was just like absolutely just a beautiful moment. But the reason why I wanted to talk about baptism is because I feel like um, that is something that needs to be explained um, when it comes to being a Jesus follower. Why is it important to be baptized? And it is important to be baptized is because this is um, when you have fully com- committed to Jesus and you're saying that my sins are forgiven because he so died for my sins on the cross and rose up on the third day, and that you're cleaning yourself from those sins and that you're walking in a new life and being cleansed. And this is also a point in time where... You're saying that you're cleaned Or you're cleansed through faith Your faith has you cleansed And this is what I was talking about earlier When I was saying to Have faith is to believe in Jesus So you're saying because you believe That Jesus died on the cross For your sins That your faith has saved you Faith is Jesus Jesus has saved you So it's so important That you get baptized Because you're saying that Okay, the old me is gone away and my sins are forgiven. I'm not going to live in a life of doubt or sorrow. I'm not going to sit here and be tormented um, by my old life. I'm ready to walk in a new life and I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to be completely healed and I'm ready to um, to walk with him. Because in this new life, even though problems still arise, that you just have so much faith in your god because of what he brought you out of before that you know that he is just going to be so good to you no matter the storm and that he's always going to be with you and goes before you and because you are walking with him and you accept him into your spirit you know that when it comes to the end of life for you that you will be re- reunited with him in heaven and you will live among him and so that is why it's so important to consider baptism because when you are walking with God and you're saying you accept Jesus, it will, be, it will be placed on your spirit to be baptized. Because I know many people who are walking with Jesus and they're ready to start a new life, they, you just feel in your spirit when the next step is to be baptized so that you can be made new and that you're dying to the old you and you're walking in your new life it just becomes um one of those things that is just so major and we as adults have to make that decision or young adults it doesn't matter the age when you become aware we have to make that decision to be baptized in order to walk in this new life um also baptism is the entrance into a community of believers so when you get baptized You disconnect yourself from the people of your past that were not believers and you walk into a community of believers and because you are connected to those people and they are connected to a life of abundance, everyone is connected to a life of abundance and everyone has that um, capacity and capability to receive and to grow and to flow because um, they're connected to that community of believers and it is just such a powerful thing to be walking among the wise. And so, baptism is so important because it also is when God starts to reveal your purpose to you. He might say things before you get baptized, but it's because he knows that you eventually are going to do it. And when he does reveal to you what your purpose is, he... It just after being baptized it's like it takes off and that you find comfort in knowing that this is where you were called to be and for those of you who don't know what your purpose is like i've said before just take it to god and pray and ask him to reveal it to you because he wants to reveal your purpose to you he wants you to bring glory to the kingdom he wants you to walk into it and he knows that if you would step out on faith that this would be breakthrough it would be supernatural breakthrough so And another big thing that I just want to talk about in this chapter is when he says, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Now that was definitely God telling us that Jesus was the Messiah. But at the same time, what I love about it is that God will tell you also that he is well pleased with you, that he is um, well pleased, um, like, good job, my faithful and loyal servant. Like, God is so good when it comes to... Just acknowledging your efforts. And he's definitely done that before for me. And I know that um, that comes in walking in this new life with him and deciding to step away from your old life. So being baptized is also a part of being a true Jesus follower. If you ask me, I know that this is probably a little bit more tricky for people to understand, but I just want you to know that if Jesus went ahead and got baptized and his disciples were being baptized, that it's probably a sign that being a Jesus follower, you have to be baptized. And I'm not saying that everybody has to do it on the same day, same time. We all do it on our own walks, our own journeys, and we have the free will to decide when to do it. But when you are walking with God, that it will be placed on your spirit to do. Um, just as many of our siblings before us and stuff, so that is also a point I wanted to make. And then in the last chapter, we're going to get into Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. So, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 reads Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The temper tempter came to him and said if you are the son of god tell these stones to become bread jesus answered it is written man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of god then the devil told him to the holy city took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple if you are the son of god he said throw yourself down for it is written he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. So apart from being baptized, when it comes to walking with Jesus, this is what I mean when I say that you still will have problems being in your new walk of life. Actually, the enemy will show up in your life and you will be aware that it is the enemy showing up in your life once you choose to walk with Jesus, once you choose to accept him in your life. And then, it says that then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. So, after he was baptized, he was put into a wilderness season. Now, My wilderness season happened when I was accepted him, but I wasn't baptized yet, but then that wilderness season, I was still walking in it once I got baptized, but I was very aware of the enemy's tactics and the things that he was doing. I was coming out of my wilderness season and currently in the land of the soil of the promised land or right at the brink of it, whatever the case may be. But Satan does not, once you know who you are, Satan comes at you hard. And it's so important because Jesus was an example, um, using himself as an example, really demonstrating that being a child of God means that you have to fight against the devil with words. You have to speak it out loud. You have to fight against every dark principality and speak life on the tongue. And you have to um, believe in God's word and believe what he says about you so that you don't fall into temptations and that you're not being in the opposite direction and also um, I just wanted to point out that after being baptized and you know your purpose that the enemy is going to try to offer you counterfeit purposes like how he tried to offer him when he realized that Jesus was not backing down that Jesus was not about to break his fast, that Jesus was following God because Jesus is God he was the son of God that he was not going to fall into any of those temptations so he can get where God had called him to be and do what he was called to do. And Satan tried to offer him land and earthly, earthly things. And so that just goes into my lap, my previous point of why it is so important to not have selfish desires and to let God change the desires of your heart where he wants to take you. Because having selfish, selfish desires, you could be easily lured and easily deferred Um, in the opposite direction when it comes to where God is calling you to be and also when it comes to being a true Jesus follower and you want to be very cautious and careful because if you're leading other people you don't want to lead them astray from him as well because then you would have blood on your hands and that you can repent of of course because we have that now that we can repent without doing um, any poor sacrifices or anything like Jesus died for all of that. So now you can go to him and repent for the, you know, the things after you make those mistakes. If you do make those mistakes, if you do fall short, but just be careful because if you have a following and you have people, um, if you're known and you have people that follow you because of your walk, you do not want to be deterred or you not want to be redirected by your personal gains because, and they're not of God and anything that is of the enemy is temporary. Because even if you had everything that your heart desired and it did not bring glory to the kingdom, but it was everything that you wanted until the day that you died, that was still a distraction that kept you from God because you were so involved with those things, made idols out of those things, that, that he robbed you of eternal life. So just be very cautious and be very cautious of like, The things that you listen to when it comes to just direction and just like pray for clarity on what God is calling you to do because you do not want to be led astray as a Jesus follower. But a true Jesus follower is someone who is going to lean onto the word, who is going to rely on the word, believe, believes Jesus is who he says he is and believes that the word of God is going to fill them up in the spirit and that they can follow God for the rest of the days of their life and have a life of abundance. A true Jesus follower is going to be someone who is going to step out on their purpose radically and they're just going to do it with, um, even scared. They're going to do it scared, even though God doesn't want us to fear anything. They're going to have faith and learn to put every situation in Jesus' hands and just let him take the wheel and lead and guide them and and understand that he's going to hold their hand every single way and when they do share testimonies and they do help other people and help the people that come after them that it will bring glory to the kingdom. Jesus followers want to purely and genuinely bring glory to the kingdom. So these are all the things that I had. I know that this podcast was very long when it comes to being a Jesus follower. It is very simple in the sense that all you have to do is accept him and genuinely build an intimate relationship with him. And then step into your purpose radically. But I know that um, there was just so much to explain in regards to being a Jesus follower. So I wanted to be sure that I hit every single point for you guys. But I love you and I pray that this message um Pierce your hearts and your ears, and it just makes you step out on your faith when it comes to you no and you way so to a, a and know that He is love and that He, 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 he to are open to anyone who wants to shadows, be? So I love you, feel you, love, you, love you,
1: love you, and we are